Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. We knew it was coming. We saw the handwriting on the wall. For as yet unknown reasons, someone at the Supreme Court leaked a draft opinion, making it crystal clear that a conservative supermajority of the Supreme Court was poised to overturn Roe v. Wade. We knew it was coming. The opinion reads, Dobbs, State Health Officer of the Mississippi Department of Health at Allie versus Jackson's Women's Health Organization at Allie Argued December 1, 2021, decided June 24, 2022, held, quote, the Constitution does not confer a right to abortion. Roe and Casey are overruled, and the authority to regulate abortion is returned to the people and their elective representatives, end quote. For the first time in modern history, the Supreme Court has stripped millions of Americans and their families of a constitutional right we have enjoyed for over 50 years, a right which had been reconsidered and reaffirmed by the court on several previous occasions. Not since the dismantling of Reconstruction after the Civil War when the court adopted the shameful doctrine of separate but equal that relegated the formerly enslaved and their descendants to a form of permanent second-class citizenship have we witnessed such an abrogation of rights. Acknowledging the import of the decision, Chief Justice John Roberts, who joined the majority opinion, conceded that the decision to overrule Roe and Casey is, quote, a serious jolt to the legal system, end quote. Well, what Roberts characterizes as a jolt to the legal system is for others an unfathomable loss of control over their bodies, their families, their careers, and even their lives having stripped away the constitutional right to an abortion, the court has ruled that state legislatures, not the person who is pregnant, will now determine whether to continue a pregnancy. Nine states have already banned abortion. By the fall, we can expect approximately half of all the states to have banned outright or severely restricted access to abortion. Wow. Just wow.
Echoing the words of abolitionist and Unitarian minister Theodore Parker, we have often heard the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King quoted from this very pulpit. The arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. But is it true? Or is it more aspirational? A message intended to foster hope and inspiration in trying times. Sometimes it's hard to know. But Dr. King also offers us another image to conceive of the path of progress. One that is perhaps more helpful in making meaning of we feel where we find ourselves in our current moment. First, he states, the line of progress is never straight. For a period, a movement may follow a straight line and then it encounters obstacles and the path bends. It is like curving around a mountain when you're approaching a city. Often, it feels as if you were moving backwards and you lose sight of your goal. But in fact, you are moving ahead and soon you will see the city again, closer by. On Friday, the cause for reproductive rights ran smack into a mountain. That mountain is the conservative supermajority in the Supreme Court. For the foreseeable future, there is no way over that mountain. There is no straight way through that mountain. Today, we stand in the deep shadow cast by that mountain. The sun is blocked. The way forward is unclear. Additionally disturbing and alarming is that this, in this new dystopian state, that mountain is on the move. Writing in his concurring opinion, Justice Clarence Thomas states that he would apply the same rationale the court used to overturn Roe and Casey to other privacy rights, such as contraception, same-sex marriage, and same-sex consensual relations, quote, at the earliest opportunity, end quote. As a people of faith grounded in the principles of liberation, equality, and social justice, what are we to do? In which direction lies the path forward around the mountain towards the shining city in which the rights of individuals are preserved rather than trampled down by a radical minority in our social body? What happens if the national legislative and executive branches swing to the right in coming elections? Could we see a national ban on abortion and restrictions placed upon further privacy rights? You bet we could. Former Vice President Mike Pence called for a national ban on abortion, and Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell stated that's a, quote, 
possibility, end quote. As an aside, if you looked at your orders of service, by now you've all probably figured out that this is not the sermon I had planned for today. This sermon is still titled, The Long Way Around. I had intended it to be a joyous, thankful, and reflective sermon on my many years here at Arlington Street Church as I embark upon the next phase of my ministerial formation. You'll hear that sermon someday. You already know that I love you and am deeply thank you, thankful for your support. But today, more pressing matters command our attention. In the days ahead, we will find inspiration and novel ideas of how to move forward and around the mountain from politicians, activists, and thought leaders. Quoting the book of Revelation, let the one who has an ear listen. Now, who would have thought you would have ever heard the book of Revelation, the apocalypse, quoted from this pulpit? But enough of that. Let us seek our spiritual inspiration from a few more familiar sources. Mary Oliver writes in her poem, The Journey. One day you finally knew what you had to do and began. Though the voices around you kept shouting their bad advice, though the whole house began to tremble and you felt the old tug at your ankles, mend my life, each voice cried, but you didn't stop. You knew what you had to do though the wind pried with its stiff fingers at the very foundation, though their melancholy was terrible. It was already late enough, and a wild night in the road full of fallen branches and stones. But little by little, as you left their voice behind, the stars began to burn through the sheets of clouds, and there was a new voice which you slowly recognized as your own, that kept you company as you strode deeper and deeper into the world, determined to do the only thing you could do, determined to save the only life that you could save. To ready ourselves for the struggles that lie ahead we must first save ourselves before we can save anyone or anything. We must face our fears and uncertainties. If we are to gain clarity and chart a way forward around the mountain and towards the city, we must listen to our own inner voices. What is your voice telling you? Mine tells me that we must develop our inner strength and conviction to uphold our values of equality, liberation, and social justice, resolving on actions that embrace neither violence nor the language of war. We must welcome in this new challenge and the others that are sure to follow, asking not why is this happening to us, but rather, what can we learn from this? Sufi mystic and poet Rumi writes in his poem, 
the guest house. This being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness. Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all, even if there are a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep through your house, empty of its furniture, still treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice, meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whoever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. But how and why should we meet the violent crowd of sorrows, the dark thoughts and the shame at the door and invite them in? Wouldn't it be better to fight them off, bar the door, shut the windows and deny them entry? Well, the truth is, we can't. They're already here, inside. Just as the violent crowd of sorrows, the dark thoughts, and the shame are already inside of us, inside of our personal houses, so too they are already inside our collective home, our body politic, our United States. The other is us. As we struggle to become our better, more healthy-minded selves, I find hope in my own personal journey of spiritual growth and development that you here at Arlington Street Church have supported and been part of. Who would have thought that after 40 years of smoking and drinking that I could give it all up? You did. Who would have thought that age 55, I would enroll at Harvard Divinity School and get a master's in divinity? You did. Who would have thought that I would spend the summer as an intern, chaplain, tending to the sick and the dying? You did. Who would have thought I would become a minister? You did. You sponsored me. So who thinks we at Arlington Street Church will be part of the struggle to protect and regain the constitutional right to a woman's right to choose. We do. Let me hear you say it. We do. Who thinks we will be part of the struggle to protect same-sex marriage? We do. Let me hear you say it. Let us not forget that we have been here before. Arlington Street Church stood on the front lines in the struggle for a woman's right to choose. Arlington Street Church stood on the front lines in the struggle for marriage equality. And we will do so again. Who says? We do. That's right. We do. God, grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change the courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. My friends, make no mistake about it. There is dis-ease in our house. The wind with its stiff fingers is prying at the very foundations of our house. 
Our house has begun to tremble, yet it will not fall. Though we stand in the cold shadow of a towering mountain, though the path to the city be blocked, though it seems we are moving backward, we will find a way. Together, in community, we will find a way around towards the city where our values of equality, liberty, and social justice shine. Let us take a deep breath together. Everybody here in the sanctuary and the Zoom room, let's take a deep breath. Let us seek guidance together. Let us find resolve together. And together, let us find peace and a sense of wonder in the summer day by Mary Oliver. Who made the world? Who made the swan and the black bear? Who made the grasshopper? This grasshopper, I mean, the one who has flung herself out of the grass, the one who is eating sugar out of my hand, who is moving her jaws back and forth instead of up and down, who is gazing around with her enormous, complicated eyes. Now she lifts her pale forearms and thoroughly washes her face. Now she snaps her wings open and floats away. I don't know exactly what a prayer is. I do know how to pay attention, how to fall down into the grass, how to kneel down in the grass, how to be idle and blessed, how to stroll through the fields, which is what I've been doing all day. Tell me. What else should I have done? Doesn't everything die at last and too soon? Tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? Amen. And now, for our benediction, I invite you to put your hands over your heart in namaste. I bow to the divine in you. Let us keep this faith, beloveds, and pass it on. Our benediction this morning, like the sermon, changed. This morning it is from Kalidasha, salutation to the dawn. Look to this day, for it is life, the very life of life. In its brief course lie all the verities and realities of your existence, the bliss of growth, the glory of action, the splendor of beauty. For yesterday is but a dream, and tomorrow only a vision. But today, well-lived, makes every yesterday a dream of happiness 
and every tomorrow a vision of hope. Look well, therefore, to this day. Amen. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace.